I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today, brought to you by Blackfoot Communications. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com slash ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. So, what do you think of Montana's ban on this application, this this TikTok program? You think that's a good idea? Do you know uh, why? Maybe there's a reason for that? Also, I'm going to ask, you know, what has led to the reported 1,100% increase in fentanyl seizures in Montana? I think we know the answer to that. And I think there's some solutions out there that that are kind of staring us in the face, too. Uh, what's the status of Montana's lawsuit against the Biden administration over the president's waters of the U.S. rules? Well, I tell you what, we've got a lot of questions about that. But Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen, Austin Knudsen joins us. Info and answers today on Voices of Montana. Uh, an issue I didn't talk about here in the opening, but a bit later on, uh, Mecca's going to join us, Montana Electric Cooperative Association. We'll get a, I know, you know how busy it is up there. Uh, I kind of talked about it yesterday on our legislative report. Um, I was, uh, you know, they were about two-thirds the way in the Senate. Uh, this was like maybe about three o'clock or so. This was yesterday, big docket. And uh, and then Steve Fitzpatrick, the uh, majority leader for the Senate, gets up and says, uh, how about we take a short break because we're going to get a third agenda item for today. And it looks like there's about 100 bills on it. Uh, yeah, they they went working hard. Here's a guy who probably knows a little bit about that. He spent some time in leadership in, in the Montana State Legislature, so he can tell you what uh, Transmittal Week is like. And now, uh, as Montana's Attorney General um, is doing, I think, uh, Austin, a really, really good job of protecting our, our rights in a lot of ways. How are you doing, sir? I'm great, Tom. How are you doing? Good. Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen. Um, you remember those days in the legislature, don't you? Well, I've kind of tried to block them out of my memory, frankly. But <laughs> yes, especially at this time of year, it's transmittal. The bills are flying hot and heavy, late nights, long boards. Uh, yeah, it's that, that's pretty hard stuff to forget. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But they're working hard, so I, I very much appreciate that. I know you're working hard, too. I, I noticed some things. You've got some releases out there, and we haven't caught up for a month or so. So let's let's catch up. Uh, I started off with the, the ban on TikTok. It's a bill uh, that is... Through the legislative pro- or into the legislative process, so to speak, um, you support this. What's what's the danger in TikTok? Well, I mean, just really frankly, TikTok is owned and controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, and we know what they're using TikTok for. And they're, and they're really not even hiding it anymore. I think for a while they were trying to be a little more covert about it. But uh, if you go into your privacy settings and read what they're taking TikTok. They're collecting a tremendous amount of your personal data. They're collecting data from your phone. They're collecting data from your location. They're collecting data from your pictures. They're collecting facial recognition. They're, they're collecting information on the surroundings in your pictures to try to figure out where you're located. Um, and, and look, before that, against that, whatever that may be, China is an enemy actor. I, I, at this point, there's just no question about that. They tell us that openly in their military doctrines. They say it openly in their government documents. They consider the United States an existential long-term threat. We, we are an enemy to China, and I think it's time we treat them the same. I, I, I have a really hard time 
when you've got the Chinese Communist Party who is trying to buy land next to our sensitive nuclear sites, they're floating high-altitude spy balloons over Montana, over Malmstrom Air Force Base to get a good up-close look at all of our missile silos, uh, and they're using a spying application in our state. We can have a discussion about whether or not an outright ban is the right way to do this, but uh, we really wanted to get this discussion going. I, I actually think it is the right thing to do. Governor Gianforte has banned TikTok use for all state computers, state phones. I think that makes a ton of sense. Uh, and so that's that's why we're doing this. This this is a foreign enemy. And I, and I, they've gotten more brazen um, about their their rogue activity um, in in the United States like this. Do is there authority though? Um, I, I know I think the governor and, and the feds, you know, uh, they have authority to prohibit this from government phones. Um, is, is there authority, or where would be um, clear authority? Um, can you establish this as a as very much a public um, safety threat to kind of get the authority um, and, and some you know momentum behind this to to make it stick effectively? Well, Tom, I I certainly admit this this is a novel issue. You're, we're in uncharted water here, and, and frankly, that's one of the reasons that we decided to to, to bring this bill forward. Because uh, I mean, I, I had the same questions that you do. You know, can, can can we do this? Do we do we have the authority to do this? How do we enforce this? All those things. Um, I think this is a question that needs to go up to the courts. Uh, you know, I I'm not, I don't usually advocate for that, mm-hmm. but I think this might be a, a, a question that the U.S. Supreme Court needs to address. Uh, what do you do when one of the largest, you know, quote unquote, town space providers for for public content? is openly controlled by a foreign enemy, uh, and, 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 a, and a blatant one at that. Uh, I, I really do think this is a novel concept. We've never been here before in this country, and I, I think this is an issue that we need to have the courts look into. Yeah, and I, I, I can appreciate that approach, too. And, and I think there's probably more going on than, than we know. It may not just be TikTok. There's probably um, other veins that will, will come through at least trying to understand this, this process and maybe regulate that. Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen is with us here today. Um, let, let's move over. And, and thanks again. Uh, Skip, stand by. A question uh, from Skip and Hamilton upcoming here. I want to talk about the uh, waters of the U.S. And I know that you've taken real strong action along with other states in a lawsuit against the Biden administration. Um, I, I, um, I, I guess I have reservations that the Biden administration is going to respond to to much of anything outside of a, of a lawsuit. Well, that certainly seems to be the case these days. Uh, you know, we, we can write letters, we can make phone calls, we can, you know, public statements, press conferences. They're not listening. The, this president and his wildly left administration are just saying, damn the torpedoes, and, and doing what they want to do. So they've rolled back the Trump-era waters of the U.S. rule, which, which put the, Ob- the, the, the previous Obama rule out to pasture where it needed to go. But the Trump era rule was very well done. It went through all the administrative procedure proceedings. It went through a full rulemaking proceeding. It was open. Uh, it was slow, frankly, because they did it right. And it was a very well-crafted rule that largely left water regulation to the individual states. What does Joe Biden do on his first day in office? Well, right after he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, he signs an executive order saying that we're going to go back to the Obama era waters of the U.S., rule. And oh, by the way, we're going to make it even more crazy. This is extremely dangerous 
for all Montanans, but especially if you're in agriculture. And, and Tom, you know that's my background. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up irrigating and working on the, on the family farm and ranch. This one hits very close to home to me. This Waters of the U.S. rule, is the, the, the EPA is going to pass a new rule, and they're basically going to sweep control and authority over every little body of water, stream, dock dam, puddle that we have in Montana. This is unprecedented. We, we have never seen a power grab like this before. And listen, if Congress wants to do this, then Congress needs to do it. You don't get to come in as a federal agency, as the EPA, and sit with three or four bureaucrats in a room and come up with a crazy liberal rule like this and just shove it into law. It doesn't work that way. Um, so that's, that's why you've seen me, and that's why you've seen a number of my colleagues in other farm states push back on, on this rule. This, this is really, really egregious. Is there any, uh, what's the status on it? I know that uh, I think you've requested a preliminary injunction. Um, and again, very, very serious situation here. Um, what's the status on this? Status is it's early. Uh, okay. You know, yeah. in, in, in litigation standpoint, we just filed this thing. You know, it's, it's been about a week now. Yeah. Uh, we've asked for a preliminary injunction. Um, a lot of the states have had their, their, their state water quality permitting agencies step in and say, hey, you know, we don't know what this is going to do. This is going to create a lot of uncertainty for us as a state agency. This is going to screw up our permitting process. Um, unfortunately, there's still a lot of Bullock appointees sitting in our state DEQ, and they were unwilling to do that for the citizens of Montana. Uh, so if your listeners would like to reach out to the State Department of Environmental Quality and express their displeasure... Uh, you would certainly have my full endorsement for doing that because they were no help to us. All right, at, Cody, uh, look up that number. You know, all right, <laughs> state DEQ. I'll, I'll give it uh, give it out there for him. Um, Austin Knutson again with us, uh, Montana's Attorney General, a fifth generation Montanan. You talked, uh, you heard him talk a, a bit about how he grew up on a family farm and ranch. This was outside of Culbertson, served there uh, as a um, you know in the legislature, Speaker of the House. As a matter of fact, two terms there. I think he was the youngest ever Speaker of the House. Has, does Matt Regeer got you on this one, or uh... he doesn't? Matt and I are actually the same age. Okay, so I. Uh... I, I got him by a few years here okay. this one. All right. Um, and uh, Roosevelt, uh, former Roosevelt County attorney. Skip, uh, thanks for calling. I've got a, a ton of questions here, too. we got um, Attorney General. Uh, appreciate your time, Austin, until about 935. Skip listening in Hamilton, KLYQ. Good morning, Skip. You're on with Austin here. Go ahead. Good morning, Austin, and good morning, Tom. Can you hear me now, sir? Yes, sir. Yeah. We got you. Good. I, I wanted to, um, and by the way, Austin, thanks for being so up close and personal to all these issues in our state. And right now it's legislation season, meaning education season. I wanted to ask you about uh, a little soap opera we have going on in the state called the Supreme Court and see if uh, you knew about uh, Mr. Mercer's bill, uh, which I think is uh, coming up. It's pretty important about uh, appointing Supreme Court justices and then being approved by the Senate. Uh, it, maybe you know about that bill. That, let's uh, let's leave it there, Skip. What, what can we do about our Supreme Court, Austin? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. So. No. No. Yeah. Good. Good you. stuff. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. So, Representative Mercer, uh, Representative Bill Mercer, former U.S. Attorney uh, under under the George W. Bush days, uh, he's got a. It's it's not just a bill. So uh, to, to be clear, this is a constitutional referendum mm-hmm. because 
the, the, the way we select our judges and our, and our Supreme Court justices, specifically in Montana, that's set in our state constitution. So if we want to change that, we have to amend our constitution. So that's what uh, Representative Mercer is proposing. He's got a constitutional referendum that if it passes the legislature, will then go to the voters at our next election and be on the ballot for approval or disapproval. Um, look, we've got a huge problem with our state Supreme Court. Anybody who, who thinks that our, our state Supreme Court is nonpartisan has been living under a rock for the last 10 years. We've got an extremely partisan, hyper-partisan, I would even say, uh, very liberal state Supreme Court. Uh, they, they levy taxes on their own. They levy fees on their own. They, they issue crazy opinions. But I, I fully agree that we've got to get some control back to the legislature, a co-equal branch of government, because the situation we've got now is basically our state Supreme Court has deigned itself to be this ultra-equal. It's, it's, it's like Animal Farm, right, Tom? I mean, some of us are more equal than others. Right. And that's our state Supreme Court. Yeah. That, that's really what they've deigned themselves to be. Um, so Representative Mercer, I, I think he's right-headed. You know, this, this would basically make the state like the federal system where we, the, the, the governor would get to appoint justices and they'd have to be confirmed by our state Senate. The problem that I see is these voter initiatives, these, these, these ballot referendums, these, these constitutional referendums, they cost money to, to get behind and, and run an ad campaign to, to educate people about. And, and frankly, Republicans are not very good at that. We're, we're good about passing things on, in the legislature and then just forgetting about them. And then the trial lawyers come in, they spend a couple million bucks in negative advertising, and, and they kill our good ideas. So I, I, all due respect to my friend from Billings, I, I'm not sure who's going to fund and, and pay for it and get this thing passed. Appreciate that. Uh, Skip, thanks for the question on that, too. I've got some text messages. We'll get to that in a moment as we take a break. Uh, Montana Attorney General Austin Knutson is with us, leads the Montana Department of Justice, and it's nearly 800 dedicated public servants. Uh, it's, I mean, that's that's a bit, and there's a lot going on here as well when you in the legislature. But we're going to talk still about, because this information just came out recently, 11,000% increase in fentanyl seizures in Montana since 2019. We talk about it frequently, but... I don't know if we're talking about it enough because there are things that we can do to solve this issue. And Austin Knutson uh, is is one of those in this state leading the way. So we'll come on back and get into that as we uh, have more here on Voices of Montana in just a bit. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com slash ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Montana Attorney General Austin Knutson is Montana State top law enforcement officer. And, and Attorney General, I always walk the line, okay? Uh, just to... I'm more of a one piece at a time guy. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's kind of where I tend to go, but uh, always good to hear the man in black. Yeah. Um, again, thanks for being here. Appreciate that. Um, I want to 11,000%, 11,000% increase in fentanyl seizures. Um, you have to, I know you guys are doing a great job and, um, and, and working hard on it. You have to imagine uh, there is some of those that are unseized. Uh, and there's got to be a tremendous increase in drugs in Montana, across our country. If, 
folks point time and time again to the border. Um, uh, and, and you have done it uh, as well uh, as you announced this. Uh, talk more about it, please. Yeah, that's not a typo, Tom. Yeah. You, you read that correctly. We, just since 2019, our high-intensity drug task force groups have seized 11,000% more fentanyl in 2022 than we did in 2019. That I mean, I can't even get my head around those numbers. That, that not a one hundred percent, not a two hundred percent. That would be staggering enough. Eleven thousand percent increase in our fentanyl seizures. And Tom, that doesn't take into account, you know, local local police department seizures. That doesn't take into account local sheriff's office seizures. That's just our high intensity drug task force work. So extrapolate that out. Um, we've got a huge fentanyl problem here in here in Montana. Uh, in that same time frame, our uh, Montana Crime Lab confirmed drug overdose deaths, uh, fentanyl overdose deaths, have increased almost 1,800%. We have got a cartel problem in Montana. That's who's pushing this, this fentanyl. Uh, this is their hot new product. This is where they're making their money, and th- this is what they're pushing out there right now. And they're targeting Montana. There's, there's no question about that. I've had people try to push back on me and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm spreading misinformation and this isn't the cartels. B.S., Tom. Mm-hmm. I do know what I'm talking about on this one. We've, we've, we've run this to ground. We've got lots of intelligence on this. Uh, our drug task forces are working with some of our good federal partners because we do have some good federal partners, and I want to give credit where it's due. We know where this stuff is coming from. 100% of it is coming from Mexican drug cartels, and two of them in particular that have targeted Montana. These aren't drugs that are coming through Montana on their way to someplace else. These cartels want to be in Montana. They want to do business here. They want to push this poison out in our population. And i got to tell you, Tom, they're doing it because our southern border is wide open. I don't have the legal authority nor the manpower to stop every vehicle that comes in the state of Montana. I, somebody asked me that at a dinner I was at a couple nights ago. Why aren't we just stopping every car that comes into Montana? Because that's unconstitutional. That's why. Uh, and, and even if it wasn't unconstitutional, I don't have the manpower to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a huge state. We've got lots of highways, lots of back roads, uh, and that's how they're getting this stuff in largely up the I-15 corridor, but we do know that they're starting to use more, more side streets, more, more, more back roads. Um, you know, as we get better at interdiction, they've changed their techniques. Um, so this is a very, very serious situation. I, I think it's the biggest threat facing the country right now, not just Montana, because uh, I talked to my colleagues all across the country, and other state AGs are doing the same thing. They're tearing their hair out because... This administration has thrown the doors on the southern border wide open. They've made it so easy for the cartels to smuggle their garbage into our state and just absolutely flood the market. And that's what's happened here. According to the CDC, drug overdose deaths increased 30% from 2019 to 2020. Um, and and there are statistics all, all over this issue Um Thank you for continuing to work on it. I, I don't know how much to pour into it. Um, we, we can talk about these deaths. We can talk about how fentanyl, not just, um, it, it's not just the, the high for the day or the month. You, this, this will affect kids 
and young adults or even older adults for a lifetime. Um, and it, 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 I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted as, as it sounds like you are too, um, Austin. So I very much appreciate that. Uh, let's see. I'm going to skip the news. I got more things to, to cover here. Is, is there anything you want you want to add about the fentanyl seizures in Montana? How, uh, w- how can the public help more? And I know that you're, well, you're going to the legislature to ask for, uh, you know, increased investment in public safety there too, uh, big, but how can the public help more? Well, that's my ask right there. You know, contact your legislators and let them know. We, we've gone to the legislature. Tom, I'm a fiscal conservative. You and I have talked a lot. Yep. I've got a voting record for eight years in the legislature. I am not about frivolously spending taxpayer dollars. Yep. But law and order is one of the constitutional obligations that we have. We cannot have a civil society where people are safe to run their businesses, go to their jobs, raise their families, when we've got rampant crime happening in Montana. And we do. The crime rate has gone up astronomically in Montana. Violent crime has spiked huge in the last five or six years, and it's tracked along with this increased drug problem. Um, so I would ask your listeners, and, and I, I, in all sincerity, hat in my hand, please contact your legislators. We've asked that, at the Department of Justice for some modest increases in law enforcement. Now, I'm not, I'm not putting bureaucrats in Helena That's not for supervisor positions to sit behind a desk. I need narcotics agents. I need major crimes investigators. I need criminal interdiction troopers on the highway to get these drugs off. Uh, We're we're still policing at about 1995 levels, and it's not working. We've got to bump up our interdiction efforts. That's my ask of your listeners. Let me give you that number uh, to talk to your legislator. Uh, Call 406 Four 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 forty eight hundred. You can talk to multiple legislators. Um, in fact, uh, I think up to ten. You could probably cover what the hundred and fifty. If if that's where you're going, um, you know, with fifteen phone calls or whatever. Uh, but uh, talk to your legislator at four 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 forty eight hundred. And also, let me give you this number out here too. Montana DEQ, as Austin Knutson had referenced earlier, that uh, for general inquiries is four 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 two five four four. Montana Attorney General Austin Knutson is with us. So I got a text message here. I'm going to have to kind of uh, skip over the, the news here. Apologies for that. Um, I'm going to keep on with these topics here. Please ask the AG, what's next in American Prairie case? Uh, we'll just throw it out there at that. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I'm really glad your listener asked that. So the American Prairie Reserve case, obviously we filed lawsuit uh, against the APR. That stemmed from a Bureau of Land Management, uh, again, just a bureaucratic rulemaking that tried to wholesale rewrite federal law. And then, then that's, that's really what this case is distilled down to. Um, the Federal Bureau of Land Management tried via rule to say that you can have buffalo on federal grazing land. Well, the problem with that, Tom, is it's flagrantly illegal. Uh, we've got the Taylor Grazing Act that's been on the books in America for almost 100 years, and that Taylor Grazing Act is very clear. Number one, Federal land is to be used for livestock grazing. Number two, we have actually got a definition of what livestock is. Livestock is cattle, it's horses, it's sheep, it's goats. It does not include buffalo. And you can't change that law via a rule. Uh, And so that's, that's what we've sued on, that they've violated the Administrative Procedures Act and they're violating the Taylor Grazing Act. I think we're in a great position on this case. Yep. Again, it's early. So where are we at right now? We're in front of the administrative judge 
inside of the Bureau of Land Management. We opted to go through their internal appeal process first before we actually get into district court. And I know that might sound bad, but actually the, the, the administrative judge that we've got inside of BLM is, I think, could actually be a pretty good judge for us. So um, I think high likelihood we end up in front of federal court anyway, but we're not there yet. Um, you know, I don't mind this taking some time. I, I don't mind this being blocked. And, and we drag this out maybe until this president is out of office. But uh, we're going to keep fighting this fight because that is a huge one for me uh, and just an egregious overstep by the BLM. Yeah. And if folks, uh, again, uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson, to look more into that. Hopefully people are up to speed on it. Uh, but but uh, there are releases uh, on the Attorney General's website for, for more information. I got one, uh, only about a minute here, and I want to, it's uh, election integrity, and I'll have to kind of summarize here, but uh, a good listener talked about a case in Arizona involving cartel money laundering allegations. I won't get into sp- specifically, I'm still vetting that, but what about election integrity and the DOJ in Montana? Well, the tough part about election integrity is that the DOJ, we really don't have any teeth for enforcement, uh, Tom. And, mm-hmm. and on top of that, it, even if I did, I think there's probably the, the, the mistaken idea that I've got lots of agents and lots of cops running around looking for stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've got a handful of narcotics agents. I've got a handful of major crimes agents. And I've got a, a tiny handful of human trafficking agents. And that's really it. I mean, I, I don't have a group of special investigators that I can send out and, and investigate these claims and audit machines. Um, so, so I hate to say it, but it's a resource problem at the Department of Justice, and, and it's an enforcement problem. I, the state law does not really give the DOJ enforcement authority over elections. The, the, the chief elections officer is the Secretary of State. Attorney General, I'm going to have to leave it there. Apologies for that. Thank you so much for your time and the excellent work you're doing, sir. Be good. Hey, be, you bet. be well, Austin. Okay.